Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, a podcast about three students who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast and of this game. Uh, that means I help tell the story a little bit, give give some direction sometimes. I play a bunch of the non-player characters, everybody in the story that's not played by one of our cast members. And uh, I was informed today that those characters should be in the intros a little bit more with us. So the players have asked me if for today's intro, they could ask one question each to each of the non-player characters or to one of the non-player characters, not to each of them, to one of the non-player characters. Uh, so Nadine, why don't you kick us off? <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Nadine Kuhn and I play Cecily Mary Nature Spring. She's an arcane sciences mage and well, she accidentally created herself wings with magic because she experimented with it. So now she wants uh, those wings to fly and that's that's her main goal right now. And me, myself, like Nadine, I have a question for my favorite, actually not my favorite character, but one of my favorite characters. Yeah, be careful before <laughs> you start playing favorites, all right? All right. <laughs> well, my favorite, I don't, I don't know. I have a favorite, but I'm not going to say it now. But he's definitely my second favorite. And it's Potentious Brock Carter. <laughs> I, I love that character so much. I don't know how you came up with it and what who you pictured. <laughs> Lucas just gestured to himself. Yeah, you were the inspiration for Brock Carter. I, I knew it. It's because you just are like that. You're so vicious. I don't mind saying that Brock Carter is definitely based off um, <laughs> off of the main antagonist from the Pokemon series. He's <laughs> 100 based off Gary Oak from Pokemon. <laughs> I see. Uh, so, but he's, he's taken on a life of his own. For sure. <laughs> so my question is. So yeah, what do you want to? What do you want to know, Nadine? Yeah, tell me. Go ahead, just ask. Just ask. Just do it. <laughs> You're so brave. You're not afraid of anything, right? Or are you? Are you asking me if I have any fears? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> that is too much uh, information. I'm going to give you guys the ammo. You want to get to find that stuff out. <laughs> uh, well, that works very well so um well um is there any chance that brock might be a little bit in love with cecily because i feel, i feel like there's a lot of tension between them Ooh. you don't have to blush you don't have to blush it's okay brock we can talk open here there's a podcast we can talk about feelings it's okay brock's like you know, I only just arrived in Germany and, uh, you know, come from America. It's a big cultural change. So right now I'm just kind of just kind of adjusting to everything, you know, finding my foothold here. You know, I got some friends <laughs> and uh, I'm just happy that I landed in Wolf Shield, you know. But as to any romantic interests, get in line. All right. That's what I got to say. Make a formal application and we will get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> well... Brock Carter, you're an interesting person. You do not answer any questions here, and I will, I will remember he that. But you know, he said, he said, look, didn't he? Did not. <laughs> At the moment, uh, she's actually my number one suspect for doing bad stuff around the castle. That's what I have to say about that. So I'm not very open to a love connection at the moment. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering that question. As much as she might want that. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey there, my name is Sebastian Kinder, and I play Eric Miller, a musician, magician, with the little bit of a problem that his family has completely forgotten who he is. In the hope of finding a solution for that, he is at Neudrachenberg Castle, but not only Eric has a lot of questions, I do as well. And I got a question for our very dear Miss Mildred Mulberry. Yeah, what can I do for you, Peanut? Yeah, what's going on? I was wondering. There, There's already a lot of uh, otherworldly stuff at Neudrachenberg Castle, but I wondered, like, is there a certain kind of ice cream flavor that you really, really like? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good. That's a good question. Let me get, give me a moment. Let good me think question. about that. I want to give a good, thoughtful answer <laughs> because it's a serious question. Yeah, this is not. We're not messing around now. <laughs> no, we uh, are. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Take your think. time. No, I want ice cream. You know, a lot of the people say that uh, I'm a classic. You know, so when it comes to to ice cream that I feel that I identify with, I like something classic too, and I think that uh, my favorite ice cream flavor is Rocky Road because it is a fantastic metaphor for this life that we are living. Indeed, the road may be rocky, but still we must continue on. And at the end, life can still be a sweet treat. All right. Thank you. That's an interesting answer. She, she, she's deep. That's, she's that's, deep. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. That, that ice cream is called Rocky Road? Rocky Road, yeah. A classic flavor. Rocky Road. What what flavor is that? Rocky Road is a chocolate-based ice cream flavor mixed with chopped almonds and marshmallow pieces. Oh, that oh. sounds amazing. Yeah. We don't have that here in Germany. We it's, don't. No, we don't. Quite a popular <laughs> flavor in the States. And then it looks like a rocky road because of the little pieces in it. So Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning stuff here. <laughs> no, I <laughs> all right, Lucas, what you what you got today? Hi, guys. As you all know, I'm Lucas Fischer, and I play Jasper Casper. Uh, he is a human, a human wizard from the non-magical world, and all he wants is finding a place to finally belong. And I hope we can help him. <laughs> but yeah, I, for myself, Lucas, um, since we first met the director from the school called Ross Ehrenmann, I was intrigued intrigued by a question <laughs> uh, because, well, we know that he's a centaur, right, right. or as Jasper called him, a horse. <laughs> I love that moment. I love that moment from episode one. He's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciation. So um, I was wondering um, if there are any toilets in the castle built for centaurs. Ah, uh, well, first I have to say, you know, hi, Game Master Michael Moore here. Uh, yeah, yeah, centaurs are, are, they live throughout the the world, the magical world, and they're quite prominent in society and well-known. And actually, most, like, magical communities have special lodging just for centaurs and uh, place have places for centaurs to stay. To answer your question, as Ross Ehrenmann would, uh, I have to put on, he's like a character I really have to put on. <laughs> the the mantle of you know he's shall i call you shall i shall i speak to you <laughs> sure <clears throat> so what is your answer mr ehrenmann well child the truth of the matter is that 
when I have to go number one, I can just go outside and pretty much do it anywhere because Mutt is like a horse, you know? Mm-hmm. But when I have more serious business to attend to, yes, there are specialized centaur privies, oh, no. <laughs> which I have access to. And there is one, in fact, in my room. Okay. Thank you for your question. And... Be well on the rest of I your journey. Let me know that now. <laughs> You're welcome. And then he walks out of the room. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lucas. That is the question that that you were thinking about. Burning in his mind. It was is burning. That... Well, well, I was curious <laughs> because there has to be a way. I mean, I mean, there has to, right? Oh gosh. But yeah. So so I'm I'm my soul is now finally resting in peace with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm glad that we talked about that. Well, folks, uh, we are heading back into Neudrachenberg Castle and Academy for Magic, and uh, the group's a little split up right now. Eric is off trying to distract Mildred long enough for Jasper and Sassley to get into her room, uh, which they have successfully entered which they have infiltrated with the stealth of a spy uh (laughs) and they are going to try to investigate whatever she has going on so we'll hope they are successful but for now and without much further ado let's begin this next episode of jk we are rolling last time on jk we are rolling And one of the librarians led us into the restricted area, but we had to overcome the Jeopardy Jinx curse first. We ended up getting through the curse, but not before I got a question wrong and was punished with a glammed condition that left me very easily influenced. In the restricted area, we learned a lot. The room we found belongs to an ancient cult, touchstones directed to each other, and Cecily even got an extra clue about ancient flying elves. We grabbed the book and had asked us to bring, made it past some very persuasive ravens and got out of the library. We got sent back to our rooms by one of our professors, Georg Arkinol. Finally, we made a plan to get the touchstone back from Mildred, since we are not sure we can trust her. The other two snuck into her room, but first they influenced me to distract her. Now we all have to do our jobs so that we aren't caught. Getting expelled would be quite memorable, however. In this episode, the scene between Eric and Mildred was recorded beforehand and separately from the rest of the cast. The other players had no knowledge of that scene's outcome. The scene in Mildred's room was recorded afterwards, with everyone present. Last time we left you, you had knocked on Mildred Mulberry's door. And uh, she had her hair in some pink curlers. She had a little cream under her eyes, you know, uh, and she was wearing a black kimono, which she'd placed a long cloak over to come walk with you. You had kind of asked for her help. You wanted to talk to her about a few things because you were influenced (laughs) by Sassley. Yes. Uh, She spent a little uh, IP. Oh, this is funny. I was reading back over um, my original description that I wrote for when somebody gets glammed. And the official like description of it is like your IPs are locked and you're suggestible. Your friends better help you from doing anything bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. They really helped. 
No, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they did not. Um, okay, so she said to you, go talk to Mildred about everything that bothers you about love or ask her about how you make a woman fall in love with you, all that stuff that humans do. Then when she agrees, bring her into your room because you want it to be secret and very, very silent so that her room is free. <laughs> that's what she told you to do. I wrote it all <laughs> down beforehand. <laughs> so that's what you were influenced to do. Yeah, everything that bothers me. <laughs> but she was pretty clear that you should be trying to like act normal around Mildred. So uh, it shouldn't be. Like, you have permission to not act super glammed because you're trying to keep that. If Mildred sees that you're, like, glammed immediately, she's going to be like, what is wrong? So you, you've you been influenced in a way to hide that you are glammed. All right, all right. I wouldn't be too surprised if she's going to notice it in the end either way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she just thinks you're having a vulnerable moment. A vulnerable moment. <laughs> <sighs> Um, okay, so she said to you, so what's on your mind? And you guys began to walk down the hallway towards your common room. It's, I know it sounds potentially pretty strange, but there was pretty good reasons why my parents weren't able to actually drop me here at school or even get me to the train so I could get here that way. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, and you guys are reaching, this is not too far away, you guys are reaching the front of the servants' quarters now, and she says, well, uh, I'm sorry to hear you if something is wrong at home. Here, come inside, come into the common room. Mm -hmm. And you guys uh, enter the common room, the doors to all the bedrooms are shut, uh, so you're just in there, uh, and it's empty. He would, like, lead towards the back and with the possibility to sit down. Okay. Yeah, she follows you there, and you guys are sat in front of the fire now. He sits down, takes a bit of a deep breath as he takes a short look towards the fire, then back to her. It's my parents and my siblings. They... I... I know it sounds strange, but... It seems like they completely forgot who I am. She looks at you and she says, Yeah, you know, can we ever really know somebody? I think that oftentimes the ones who are closest to us forget who we are. But, you know, after some time at school, you'll be surprised when you return home to find that the things that seem so far away really aren't so far off. I... I mean that quite literally. And her eyes get bigger. Oh, oh, oh gosh. They, I, I've been at a friend's place and when I came back, they didn't recognize me at all. They, they looked at me like I was a stranger that they have never seen before and I seriously <laughs> didn't know what to do. I walked back again to this friend's place. He he's a really good friend of my family. He he helped me set up so that I can get here and like and all of that happening. Sometimes I don't 
all think how I should approach certain things because it feels like no matter how hard I try or do something, someone could forget me again. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that with me, Eric. I know that that's, that's something difficult that you're going through, but you try not to confuse the issue of this magical, I guess it's a curse that your family is under and, you know, the human interactions that you have day to day. Okay. But let me ask you this, uh, you know, what, what is it just your immediate family? What about your aunt Rose? I, I, I don't know in her case, I haven't seen her for quite a long time. She is on her way quite a lot, and since that one day back at home, I haven't seen her until now. I don't know if she is, like, under the same influence that my parents and my siblings are, but I I hope not, and I don't want to think about what could be if... And he slumps a bit down, trying to hold himself together and calm himself with some deep breaths, even though it's pretty hard for him to do. Okay. She uh, she grabs him, you know, at about the elbow, and uh, she says, Listen, Eric, this is some pretty powerful magic that your family is having to deal with. Now, something on this magnitude... Uh, a curse of forgetfulness that affects your family line. I have to be honest, probably somebody with access to your family had to have done this. Somebody somebody pretty close must be responsible because there's no other way to have affected somebody's entire family line. But I don't know why you are not also affected by this in some way. Why the rest of your family seems to have stayed together and why you are separate unfortunately with magic there's always a lot of paths to get to any result and it's hard to say what might be the cause of this but she kind of thinks for a second i think i have to i have to make sure that you can stay safe somehow that you have some kind of form of protection in case this magic also begins to affect you. Uh, hold on a second. And she searches around in her robes and she says, I, I, I don't have much on me here, but she reaches into her uh, long cloak that she'd taken with her and she takes out a couple little vials and she shakes them together and then she mixes them into a third vial in front of you, and you're kind of watching. It's a milky substance and then something that looks like tiny, small seeds. And you're watching as she mixes it, and she takes her wand out, and she says a small incantation over it, and you see the glass freeze over. And when it's finished, what she hands you looks like basically a milkshake. It's like a small, frozen, milky uh, vial. Mm -hmm. And she says, look, this is an item known as a cure-all coolie, okay? You can use this to overcome any condition. If you drink it, you will be cured of all conditions that you have. So 
in the case that you feel something is starting to affect you, if you feel that something is starting to affect your mind in any way, that might be difficult, but you have this in a last case resort. I'll let you decide if you share with the others that you have this or not, but maybe it would be good for them to know in case one of them needs to help you out of a bad situation, okay? But this is for you. Keep this in case you have trouble. That's the best I can do for you with what I have right now. He, like, looks down on it, moves it a bit in between his fingers. It's still pretty cold, but it's kind of actually comforting because it actually feels like something that's actually usable in some kind of way. And mm -hmm. there is this... This this little bit of a smile on his lips while he takes another deep breath, looks up to her, and there's actually like a little bit of water in his eyes that he tries to keep back for the moment and just sits there and looks at her. Thank you. I... I really mean that. You guys have just sent Eric off to talk to uh, Mildred. And the last thing you heard was Mildred said to him, so what's on your mind? And they walked off into the hallway. She thought she would only be gone for a, a short walk, so she didn't bother to lock her door behind her. And uh, although she did check the hallway really quick to make sure there was no one else around. And you guys walked into her room. As you walk into her room, the smell of rose water hits your nostrils. There's flowers on the dresser. There's a bed in the corner with a pink quilt over it where she sleeps. There's a flamingo lamp on the bedside table. There's a large cabinet with shelving on top in the corner of the room covered in vials and jars with materials and items in it. And there's a writing desk with a paper and something written on it off to the side of the room. But your immediate attention is taken by what's happening in the middle of the room. A circle of chalk is drawn on the floor, and there's power humming through it. At three points around the circle, items are placed. A flower petal, a block of black stone, and a small garden snake in a cage, living, floating, in the middle of the room is a piece of paper with writing on it. The paper radiates light and power. It's pulsing with it. It's slowly turning gold from the bottom up and it's filling up with light to the top. It seems like this is a ritual which will be over when the paper has turned entirely golden. So it's basically a progress bar. When it's filled up, whatever kind of ritual this is, will complete. Whatever this is, is pretty intense. You're feeling powerful magic radiate from this. And there is writing on the paper, but it's spinning in the air. You can't quite catch what's written on there. Oh, Cecily, I didn't, I don't think that's a good idea coming here alone. Wow. I totally think we should try to grab something. And we have to be quiet. But it looks so dangerous. Do you really want to touch anything? Let's let's walk a little 
towards everything, okay? Okay, but, but, but you go first. Sure. So what do you think? Shall we go and try to figure out what's written on that paper? Yeah, because I, I wouldn't touch the ritual at, at this point without knowing anything. Not yet, not yet. We're not at that point yet. But not yet. <laughs> I think we should walk towards the little outside table and try to figure out what's written on the on the paper. And it's so it's so important to mention that we do it both. I think it's like like we are so close together and doing every step together. <laughs> you know, like very slowly towards the desk. So you guys shuffle up to the desk together and you can both read what Mildred was apparently in the middle of writing. The pen is still there with fresh ink on it. Uh, so she was writing this when she answered the door. It says in big letters at the top, King. That's who it's addressed to. King. I know you roam these halls once more. I know you've come close to my students. It is too dangerous for you to be here. You risk too much. For now, I beg patience and for you to leave these grounds. If the time is to come, it lies in the future. And it's signed, M. <gasps> M. I got it. Milk. <laughs> well, you've cracked the case. <laughs> the podcast is over. That's it. Let's go. Let's go and talk to Eric. I think that was pretty easy. Oh my God, seriously, that 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 looks like. I don't believe it. Do you think she's trying to 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 write to someone who wants to do anything bad and to get someone out of the castle? But she wants him to come back. You need to write that down. You need to write everything down. Okay, I do it. And Jasper just copies um, everything in his book. Thank God he has that book with him. Yeah, he's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what would happen if he would try to <laughs> interrupt this, <laughs> this whole process that's happening in the middle. But also, it might not be smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, me as Nadine, I totally get that. Sassy is already almost in the middle of this, but <laughs> her face is close to the, to the circle as possible. Just, I mean, may, maybe She's it like, makes her fly. So who knows? Like her nose is like super close to the power. It's like one inch away from the power because she's so curious. Anything that we could find in the room? Are there like books? The only books in her room are, are textbooks about like potion making, item making. Um, you know, she teaches several classes at the school, so she has the course books necessary, but there's nothing about like rituals or anything of that kind. Cecily? Jasper. So, hi. So I don't know. I don't know what she was trying there with that thing looking like a ritual or whatever. I, I really don't want to touch it, but... I feel like there's a circle, and then in the middle there is this paper, and around the, the circle there are three items. Well, I feel like if you go with a circle, maybe you have all like the the directions like north and west and south and east, so maybe there's a need of a fourth item to be placed there. Okay. Meanwhile, Cecily is going through her spells that she has, she's like, doesn't make any sense over Jordan Freuden doesn't make any sense I feel like it's very bright in here which direction do you think is missing I, I don't know it's it's more like it's more like about the item that is missing I mean first of all we we gave her the touchstone That's why we're here yeah and and now she's she's doing that ritual do you do you think it's possible she she needs that stone to complete it 
does she have it? Look, I am the matron of you shieldless children at the moment, and I'm going to do my best to take care of you guys. You know, that's why I took this. And she pulls out of her pocket the touchstone, and she had it in her cloak, and she says, someone's going to come looking for this. And I think that it's important that I have it so that when they do, it's me that they have to deal with and not you children. And she puts it back into her pocket. She says, I'm decades more experienced and more powerful than you are. And that's why I have this touchstone, okay? So for now, I'm going to say you should head to bed, okay? And I'm going to head back to my room because I, as you can tell, I'm in the middle of a little self-care moment. I'm dealing with some things at my end. So I'm going to say goodnight to you. And for now, um, just know you have someone on your side. I'm looking out for you and we will try to have a better day tomorrow. <laughs> he looks at her. He listens to her. And like what she says is especially as he is still a tiny tad bit influenceable. It sounds absolutely logical to him what she is telling him about why she keeps the stone. Mm -hmm. So any kind of other thought he had like moments ago with the others are like <laughs> gone for the time being. Maybe we should try to search for the touchstone. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. You can roll investigation. It's a bookishness roll. Both of us? Sure. Ooh. Well, we're both bad at it, so... <laughs> no, I have plus one. Oh, oh, you have plus one. Oh, good. It's just me. So here we go. Rolled a three and I have a minus one. You... <laughs> so please don't make that face. You got a two? Okay. Lucas? Uh-huh. Eight. <laughs> or maybe infinity. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's eight. Infinite <laughs> investigation. Neither of you sees any indication of where the touchstone might be. Yeah, you you look around uh, and you do a cursory look, you know, and maybe you open a few drawers, but you don't see it anywhere. So the paper in the middle mm -hmm. of the circle is flying, right? Yeah, it's, it's like... floating there and pulsing light and energy. Cecily. Jasper. Hi. My my biggest concern right now... Jasper, was... you don't have to always say hello to me. I know that you're here. <laughs> okay. It's, 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 it's new to me to, to, to speak to f f friends. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, so my concern right now is I kind of like Mildred or Mrs. Mulberry. I really do. I, I like her car. I like that she drinks coffee. My mother likes coffee. And I like that, that she has that wonderful flamingo lamp. But some, something... I really want to know where this goes. Something feels like this is nothing good she's doing. I don't know about you. Question is? Do you think Mildred is doing something bad? I don't, I don't know, Jasper. What does it look like? No, I, I kind of feel it. I appreciate that you have strong motherly feelings for Mildred. I really appreciate that. We have to try to find the touchstone, or we have to figure out what's going on here. It looks like she's communicating with someone who could be the king. Is there something in your book? Maybe you have something. We don't know if you have something in your book, but maybe. Well, let, let, let me try. Maybe not. 
no. Well, Jasper, that is a good idea. Why didn't I think of it? <laughs> Jasper would like to try uh, to search for something Why? under King. Okay. All right. Um, roll the research roll for your book. I trust in my book. And it's a three. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. There is something in your book about kings. There definitely is. As you... Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> As you look in your book, you find that the king uh, is a living forest imp um, that early German settlers would bring vials of honey to. And if they did, he would grant to them a small pony that their children could ride for one day on their birthday. And that is who the king is. So, Jasper, Jasper, Cesley, what did uh, you read in your book? <laughs> Jasper looks up to Cecily. Can you tell me? <laughs> very quickly closes his books and says, no, there's nothing about kings. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> well, um, not about that king. I mean, there could be another wooden German king, but not about the king I think we are looking for. <laughs> I think that's probably who's riding with her. I think very likely. The page is now halfway full from where it was when you entered. So half more of the page has turned golden. It's progressing. It's I told I told you it's a progress. It's a progress bar. It's it's filling up. I thought that is I, I thought that is pause because of her not being here. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So <laughs> oh oh, Cecily, I feel like on this paper there could be some very important information, but I. I personally wouldn't touch it, but do you think we can touch it and, and see if there's something written on? I wonder if we should try to wait until it's all the way down and everything is done and see what happens. You want, this, you want it to be done? I'm not afraid of it. I could grab it. Do you really want to grab it? <laughs> Actually, you don't know. <laughs> can we can we use... Common sense? Maybe maybe we can use something in the, in the room to kind of poke it out of the circle the paper? Jesper, don't you have a spell that just makes your wand be something else? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you made this crazy stick. Oh, that's great, that's great. I wonder if I I, I could make it like, like, a f like, like a fishing net? Do you think that it's possible? I don't know, I want you to try. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm good. Okay, so Jesper is uh, me, like... Me too, me too. <laughs> I'm sorry, just <laughs> Lucas, but you rolled so often so bad. I mean, work. at some point, even you roll high. <laughs> we see about that. The mental preparation okay, so. of this dice roll is intense. The the but but the forehead is wrinkled. Like yeah. the eyes are set. I'm sweating it, and, and I really need Cecily's support. <clears throat> okay, so Jasper okay. is. You want me to give you a hug? Okay. No. So, what do you need for Holt's Forma? I, I need my, my, my wand, and I need uh, at least a five to make the spell at least success in any way. And I want the one to be like kind of a fish net where I could, you know, catch it. Fishing net. Okay. It has to be made completely of wood, but you can have it be kind of a wood like. Like wooden basket, soft, maybe? Yeah, basically like a wooden mm -hmm. basket with a handle. But you're going to need to roll higher than a 10 to to succeed it because oh. it's 
Why why are you saying before rolling? <laughs> now now I now I'm feeling the yeah, tension. to build the drama. That's I want to build the drama. He's so focused right now and he's closing his eyes thinking about a fishing net that could be possible for that occasion and I'm rolling and it is <gasps> it's but wait well it is a potency right uh yeah it's a transformation spell so it's a potency <gasps> stat okay so I have 19 plus 2 a 21 Oh, 21. yeah, if you say so, Holy. I wrote 19. That is very, very good. Very, very good. So I mean, you go ahead and cast the spell and then I'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, so Jasper was standing there, eyes closed, and then he felt like a hand on his hand and then he snipped it away because he was so concentrated. <laughs> and then he went to Halt, Farmer. And then he kind of felt that um, the wand in his hand, like, started changing its shape and it felt so weird because the first time he did it nothing really happened mm -hmm. but now he kind of feel that something is changing but he kept his eyes closed thinking about the 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 fishing net he has imagined yeah, because great. he saw it on holiday where someone was fishing anyway but when he uh, opened his eyes again because he kind of heard it some wooden noises and it's that um, wooden stretching you know, sound that like mm -hmm. yeah like like the ends from uh, Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. trademark I think um, and then in the end he opened his eyes again and then he saw it a perfect wooden Jasper, basket attached to a small handle like in your hands but it's far enough to reach the paper in the middle oh it's exactly what you wanted to make Cecily I did something magical <laughs> yes that is so good now you need to try to catch the paper in the middle. Oh, okay. <sighs> and uh, Jasper is a little bit hesitating because it's kind of it's kind of uh, fearing uh, the the power of the the paper because of the humming and all the light. Mm -hmm. But uh, he kind of tries to reach forward with his arm, holding the the wooden basket, and yeah, trying to uh, catch the paper. Okay. Well, it's not too hard. It's just floating there in the middle, uh, so mm -hmm. you easily can scoop it. Uh, out of the circle. As soon as this paper leaves the circle, it begins to shoot off beams of golden light from it. Power is just every direction from it because it had stored up all this magical power inside of it and now it's going wild it's getting released from the ritual and the golden light flows from the paper down the arm of the basket into your arm, Jasper, and light blasts out from you. And the room is wreathed in bright, bright light. For a second, you can't see anything. And as it clears and you can see again, Jasper realizes something. I think that is rather fitting. Totally. Like sitting there nodding to her words and actually there is this little moment when he like brushed through his hair for a moment and like looks down and I I I I know it's potentially for the best if I just go to sleep and rest a little bit but there is uh, I've got one one last last question um, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, what, what, what else is it, Eric? It's, it's, it's most likely nothing in comparison to before, 
and he actually seems a tiny bit shy as he taps his two <laughs> fingers against each other. Um, just how do you, how do I know if someone like likes me? And she like, she looks at you for a second and she just blinks and she says, like, like likes you. Yes. He nods. You know, Eric, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she smiles to herself and she, she says, when it comes to matters of the heart, there's nothing that you can do, but truly be yourself and allow the best parts of you to shine through, you know? That's what it's all about. But also, just remember, once bitten, twice shy. You can keep your distance, but you might still catch someone's eye. When something is meant to be, I do believe in a certain kind of fate, but don't jump in too fast. You never know what might be in the depths of that pool that you jump into. And she also seems a little misty-eyed at this moment. And you actually see her her mouth kind of turns down at the edges and trembles. It's probably the most real emotion that you've seen from her. I can't believe that I'm actually doing this, but um, he is going to give her a hug. Okay. Even if it's just a very small one, just like yeah. short comforting squeeze and um she is surprised at first but then gives you a hug back and the room is wreathed in bright bright light for a second you can't see anything and as it clears and you can see again jasper realizes something he can suddenly feel a presence not too far from him. And then he realizes it's Sassley. He is hyper aware of Sassley. And he knows in his heart magically that he can no longer be very far away from Sassley because they are now bound together. That means that they can be no further than five meters from each other. And he begins to realize something else and he slowly looks down at the ground and the little garden snake that was part of the ritual was also caught in the ring of the spell and he is hyper aware of the snake's presence out as well and he also can no longer be more than five meters away from this garden snake and the garden snake looks him in the eye, and it also, the, the feeling is reciprocal. Sassley also feels super aware of where Jasper is in space. She's like, oh my gosh, she also can feel it. I couldn't go too far from him. If I did, I, I just wouldn't be allowed to. And the snake also feels this awareness. Wow, what a triangle. <laughs> now, Sassley and the snake are not bound to each other. Oh, we, we don't have anything. Oh. Is it a competition? Are we fine with each other? I just want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, Sa Sassley and the snake are not bound. They are both bound to Jasper because he's the one who disrupted the ritual. 
So this snake is in a little cage and it just looks you right in the eyes and sticks its tongue out. And you you get the feeling it also understands what's going on right here. It's not a hyper intelligent snake, but it has that kind of basic intelligence of like, we're bound together. Yeah, we are, you know, we're we're in this now. You know, it has that animal instinct understanding. There you go. Now you have your place where you belong. <laughs> but you have successfully <laughs> the letter is still sitting in the basket and now it's a normal piece of paper. We can can we get it? Yeah. You can get it out of the basket. Uh... Yeah, we're just both still standing there, like in complete paralysis. Um, just... Jasper, are you okay? Um, I think so. How do you feel? I feel uh, hissing and you. <laughs> you, you, you feel me? Yeah, I, I kind of have a sensation of you standing there. I think you're a good friend. I think we're a good team. I think we did it very well together. Good job, Jasper. You cast this spell and you were so strong. Thank you. And then she she wants to grab the piece of paper to figure okay. out what's written on it. So Sasa grabs the piece of paper out of the basket and she reads it. And it says, I know you have no patience for idle talk, so I'll get to the point. Join me. I won't hide forever and I am at my limit. This castle cannot grant you peace, but I can. More eternal than the halls of Neudrachenberg. Let this be the journey of the story. I will wait until you can see reason. Do not try to find me. I'll come to you when the time is right. Signed, your king. Well, that is the point where we can just talk, talk like for real now. That, you know that what, was, I, what, what, what I actually I like? What I really like is that Mildred, she does this ritual while she's like having a mask on her face. Like she's <laughs> yes. like doing a totally beauty night, but then she does this crazy ritual. Like that. So, Jasper, Jasper, you know what I think? Hmm? I think Mildred is in love. With a snake? With a... No, with the king, Jasper. Well, what? With the king. Yeah, just a thought of a snake. With with the king, yeah. What What do you have with that snake? Oh, I don't know. She looks so... Is it a she? Is it a he? How can you tell by a snake? I don't know, actually. But I like them. Okay. So I think Mildred has a... Maybe she's in love with someone that she can't be with. I don't get what this has to do with the touchstone. We really need to talk to Eric about this. Did you make notes about everything you saw here? Well, do you want to keep the paper? Or should we should we leave the paper here so that she wouldn't get suspicious? Oh, no. yes. Hold on, let me think. Uh, maybe maybe we we put it somewhere next to the ritual circle so that when she comes back, she's like, "Oops, maybe it just floated away." Interrupted it. I feel like she will know that. I mean, she will not know that we did it, or will she? I don't know. I, I hope not. But anyway, I will. I will write everything down. So we put the letter back after you you wrote everything down. We put it back into the middle of the circle. Okay. Oh yeah, do it. Sure. You place the letter back into the middle of the ritual. Thank you, Eric, again for for confiding in me in this moment. It means a lot to have your trust, especially with everything that's going on. I appreciate that. 
you can have this candor with me. <laughs> he is just like looking up to her. Thank you for listening to me. All right, Chippita. Now, off to bed with you. Um, I need to head back to my room, okay? I've been away for a little too long. So she she looks at you to kind of wait for you to head into your bedroom because she wants to make sure you're going to actually go to bed now. <laughs> yeah, well, given that he is still frigging glammed, he doesn't have a reason <laughs> not to do it. Okay. Even if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I think he, he literally just goes in and he's like, well, time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of like that. He's, he's going into his room. He's going to to undress and slip in his bad clothes and like lay down. Look at all glam, uh, Eric. But the good news is, as soon as he's asleep, we're going to count that as a rest, and he is cured of his glammed condition. So <laughs> yes, no longer so glammed, glammed. No longer glammed. But now we'll have to see uh, what the rest of the group is having to deal with <laughs> uh, as Mildred leaves and heads back to her room. It's at this moment mm -hmm. that you hear a door close down the hallway. <gasps> and there's only one door that oh. close to you. You know, the only door that close to oh, us no, no. is our own door. <laughs> and you know who's there? Oh. Maybe it's Eric? But that would mean he, she knocked him, he knocked her out. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> you guys only have a few <laughs> seconds to decide what you want to do. I don't want to make ourselves invisible. I want to keep that item. Okay, no. then she's going to walk in on you in the room. Okay, so... No, 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 no. no. Um, can we... Okay, we do well, it, right? What, you want to do the potion? Lucas, if there's any other idea that you have... I don't know. Please don't come with that snake now. No, but can we just be kind of... Are we talking like now without out of the story? Like we, yeah, we can talk. I mean, you guys can discuss what about. you want to do outside oh. the story. <laughs> Um, but in terms Ooh, of is, actual so, playtime, uh, you only have a few seconds now, so... Do you think it's possible, just by looking at it, do you think it's possible to hide behind the door and, you know, sneaking out when she's kind of distracted by coming in? You know, when she comes in and there's something that just is distracting that she would immediately go to that so that we could use that time to, you know, slip through the door? Hold on. Hold on, hold on. You cannot leave the room without the snake, right? He has to have the snake if he wants to leave the room. And if you want to the leave snake. the room, he has to leave the room. <coughs> well, that, that's right. sure. We are also... So, well, my, my, well <laughs> okay. I'm definitely going to take the snake with me at some point. <laughs> and the snake also has to drink the invisibility, invisibility potion. potion gives three portions uh, when, you, when you make it. What are the chances? <laughs> oh, no. One is for Eric. <laughs> Yeah, well, one would have been for Eric, but he was doing his job. Now you have to do yours. <laughs> I have to say this, he did good because we had a lot of time. I mean, we can go with the invisible potion, but I'm just hoping that we won't fail too much before she comes. Can we hide under the bed until she falls asleep to sneak out? You can try, <laughs> um, but it's... I'm not going to lie. Sassly and the snake would be able to fit under there, but Sassly, Snake, and Jasper probably couldn't all fit underneath Mildred's bed, uh, because Jasper's pretty big. I, I'm going to say that he's a little too big to fit under there with you guys. And where would Sassley's feet go? Okay. Okay, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming. <laughs> Make okay. a plan. Make a plan. Well, I cannot deal with pressure. Oh. Shall we? Yeah, 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 yeah. We do the, we do the potion. <laughs> no, me neither. Okay. Sassley, Sassley, Sassley. Do you, do you have the, 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 the druid for us? I have it right here. Do you think you should do it or I should do it? You should do it. I don't know how to do it. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, here's how making items works. For those of you who've never played our game system, which is uh, everyone, here's how, here's how making items works. So invisibility potion is an intermediate level item to create. It would only be a five to make if you'd ever made an easy level item, but because it's an intermediate and it's the first time you ever made an item, you're going to have to roll at least an eight to make it. Oh. You get three tries to use any one material for anything. So every material can be used three times before it's lost its potency and becomes useless. Mm -hmm. So you can use both of these items three times to try to make the potion. So you have three tries to try to get an eight or higher item creation is a bookishness role oh at least okay so uh jesper gets the two two uh materials okay and um everything he knew so far by reading the books he got um he's trying to create something okay he's under pressure <laughs> under pressure dun, 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 dun. and it's uh 13 plus one Okay, yeah, that'll do it. So you have the Druid Fuzz. You have the Evertree Sap. Somehow, Jasper just instinctively knows how to make this. He grabs the two vials. He's like taking one. They expand in his hand. He puts them together. They magically combine. He shakes them up, and he's left with one vial filled with a lightly, violently glowing reddish liquid and the vials gotten a little bigger because they can magically change size for the amount of material in them it is enough for three people to drink invisibility potion will give you plus four to sneak but minus two to creature trust hmm. oh oh <laughs> oh yeah so if you want a creature to trust you you might want to do it before you drink the invisibility potion <laughs> Yeah, sure, because that would be weird of <laughs> a little an animal feeling, feeling a, a touch without seeing it. <clears throat> Cecily, I think I got it. Wow, that's great. You did so good. Thank you. Okay, so so we have enough for all the three of us. For the, the three of us? Yeah, I mean, you, me, and the snake. Why do you... Footsteps in the hallway. Clap, clap, oh, clap. Oh, no time, no time. Okay, 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 you take the snake. Uh, Jasper runs to the uh, little cage, and uh, he is, like, certain that he can open the cage without any fear and just, you know, go for the snake. He doesn't, yeah. he just grabs for it. Yeah, sure. But gently, you know, uh -huh. friendly. Roll and, for um, creature trust. It's a spryness roll. Oh, great. And it is at 10 minus one. At first, he's really not sure because it's really on the border. He's like, he looks a little hesitant and then he... Curls up around your arm and disappears into the sleeve of your robe. And he's he's tucked in there, nice and cute. And he's not bothering you. He's just he's just chilling. Luca speaking. Would it be just enough for me to care uh, to to uh, carry the snake in order to be invisible as well? Because if it would be in a pocket or in the sleeve, I'm gonna say because it's a living being, it would look like a floating snake in the middle of the air. <laughs> okay, okay, so okay, I have to. Okay, you know, like. Things that belong to you, like like your your clothes, you know, those things they disappear with you. But like when other beings are like attached to you, I I, I couldn't help but try to imagine as uh, Bunny Cecily tries to gain trust of the snake <laughs> with all this brightness buffs. 
Like standing in front of me. Hey, snake! The snake. Ooh, I'm pretty snack. sure that that bunnies get minus creature trust when they deal with snakes. Not not exactly like creatures that get along in the natural world. <laughs> Always. But you could try to lure the snake. Oh, yeah. oh the you want sass would be the bait. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no. First, first, uh, Cecily has a thing with Bumper, then Eric with Lila Kleiner, and I feel now it's fitting for me to have someone as well. We're glad you found someone. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you found a place to belong. Great. Okay, right. So, okay, spits outside stuff. the hallway, jingling of the. Of... But we have to drink the potion. We have to drink the potion. I don't have the potion. Okay, Jasper, Jasper, just, 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 just holds, holds the, uh, the, the little uh, um, vial. Vial? Mm -hmm. Is it vile? Yeah. Yeah. The little vial uh, to the to the snake's mouth or to the tongue. Wow. Like the, hissing. the snake is and... getting it first. Yeah, he, he does his tongue on Mac, he's like and the snake disappears instantly. Shh. It doesn't I don't think it takes a full portion to <laughs> it works, it works. And then Jasper uh takes uh, his own sip, making sure that there's enough uh, left Jasper, for Jasper, Jasper, mm -hmm. Jasper. and then just uh, oh, no, no, no. as fast as he can uh, gives it to Cecily. I like it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so apparently Cecily likes the taste of Druid Fuzz, and you guys are invisible, standing there slightly towards the front of the room, and in enters Mildred. She's still in her pink curlers she's still in her kimono she hangs her cloak up on the wall and instantly she can of course see that the page uh is no longer floating in the middle of the ritual and she goes oh 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 no and she goes quickly to inspect it and she swings the door closed a little bit behind her but it doesn't latch all the way closed I'm going to say you have to roll sneak to get out of her way in time. Oh, because she's running like towards us. Yeah, I mean, she's coming and going immediately. <laughs> she can see right through you to the ritual, which has failed. And she's she looks a little um, panicked about it. So she's she's going directly there and you guys are going to have to try to get out of her way. OK, so everybody roll spryness. Uh, this is a sneak roll. It's a. <laughs> It's a four. <laughs> it's a four plus four. Oh, right. You're right. Well, I don't know. I really, I even had a plus one from myself. I rolled a three again. And what did um, you roll, Jasper? One. Wow. Oh, we, okay. we are wow. so bad. You guys. critical failed. There is no way that you got out of the way in time. <sighs> She opens the door, sees the ruined ritual, and you cannot react fast enough to get out of the way. And she slams into you. And she's st stunned for a moment because her brain can't comprehend what's happening. And you will have a moment to react now before the next, before she can do something. Oh, God. Uh, what, what spells do I have? Oh! I I already have sudden nachklang. Ooh, maybe this can work. Um, okay. I'm I'm I feel like Jasper has a quit wit at this point, and mm -hmm. I just want to irritate. I don't want to be logically explaining the situation right now, mm -hmm. but I feel like this could something that could work in the in the second. Okay. I'm thinking about the voice 
of our lovely ghost, the the one with the saxophone. John Poltrain? John Poltrain. Okay. And I'm thinking about his voice and I whisper to myself, Sudden Nachtklang. Okay, try to cast Sudden Nachtklang. Oh, please. Please. Leslie's frozen. She, oh. she does not move. She's like... Okay, okay so I need a 10. Oh. Yeah. And I rolled a 17, a total of 17. Okay, great. So what do you use not oh. clock, sudden knock clock to say? Wait, I have five words. I have to say, okay. usually ghosts go right through things. So I'm curious <laughs> what she bumps into. It's logical, but maybe, you know, she can't see me and then... Okay, okay. okay but uh, just <laughs> just stands up and goes to... A, Whoa, going sky high again. <laughs> she she is she she takes that in for a moment and she's like, "What? John, is that you? Are you Wait, what? That doesn't even What is Did you did you disrupt my ritual? John, show yourself." And if possible, I would like that second of her um <laughs> Saying all this, trying to get further away from her. Okay, I'm gonna treat this as if it was kind of like open battle. Um, so you have a a free action worth of movement, <gasps> so you can get out the door, but not further away. Um, Sassly, you can do something. Maybe we should try to run towards the door around her, kinda. Sure, you can actually you actually have an ability called run, and you can just try to run. You have to roll spryness for that. Okay, so I have to roll spryness for that. Um, 12. 12, okay. So, Sassley tries to run out the door, and she bolts. She's super fast, she's strong, she's got those pixie elf legs. Um, she just recovers faster, and she's a little bit faster thinking than Jasper. And she makes it about halfway down the hallway before it feels to her like she hits an invisible wall, and she slams into it and ricochets and slides back towards Jasper because she hit the edge of the bounding that holds them together. She just can't get that far away from Jasper. And now... And now Mildred is going... What is happening here? And she is pissed. Oh, That's no. it. And she pulls out her wand from her um, from her robe, and she says, "Belligerent, caught front." Boom. And she casts a spell, and she she does not succeed on that spell. <gasps> oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is an area spell that covers a four by four area in extreme cold it freezes anything in its path and gives you two conditions she's a very powerful uh wizard oh, but God. she's just too frazzled right now uh, and even though she has mega bonuses to all of her spells <laughs> she did not oh. make that one i'm i'm really sweating right now this is oh. so she's like she just didn't quite get it out in time and you guys feel the temperature drop it's not that she completely fails the spell but you're not affected by it in, in enough of a way that it will slow you down and keep you in place she maybe takes the free uh her her free action to kind of get back up because she she was like sprawled on the ground a little bit after running into you guys so she takes that free action to get back up and make it to her door frame and she's looking down the wall 
She's annoyed that she didn't quite get the spell off. She's looking both ways, but she can't see anything. It's not. It's still not making sense to her brain. She's like, wait, was that a ghost? That wouldn't make sense. Why would I run into it? But he said, I'm sorry. Oh, I have to ask him. Wait, but what would have gotten in the way of the ritual? You can see all of these thoughts crossing her mind. Um, but you guys can, again, try to sneak away. I think we should try to sneak out together. Okay, so you just want to sneak out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're in the hallway now, so um, but she's paying very alert attention. So you you can just try to roll a sneak and, and get around the corner to the door where your room is. Okay. Um, 12. No, 13. Okay. I have 16 minus 1. Okay. Yeah, both of those are, are good enough. Um, while running, we started to um, grab the hands of each other to make sure that we don't get too further away from each other. You manage to kind of jog down the hall without making enough noise, and uh, you're going to open the door really quietly and slip back into the common room where you are now safely. <sighs> wow. The invisibility potion lasts 10 minutes, uh, just so you know. It's only been maybe like <laughs> 30 seconds since you took it, uh, so you're going to be invisible for the next <laughs> 10 minutes. So Sasley just gets up and she walks straight to her room. Yeah. But I, I wonder how far she can make it without, like, having to stop. <laughs> so here's what happens. You guys can make it into your separate rooms, but you have to, like, press your body against the edge of the door frame. And then when you get to the other side, it's like, shh. Right. And you guys both have to take a step into right. the room. Good night. Good night. <sighs> I am actually not. Well, good night. <laughs> and uh, Jasper, I mean, I mean, he is tired, but he is lying in his bag and still knows that there's something hissing on his arm that he feels <laughs> very connected to. And um, he just tries to, because he can't see it, but he just tries to, um, with his finger, to kind of feel for the snake where it would be on his arm uh -huh. and uh, tries to, to just pet it and uh, to, to calm it. Okay, the little garden snake unwraps itself from your arms because you're in bed and it curls up in this little space between your shoulder and your head in a little circle next to you and you can hear it snoring little snake snores next to you. Oh! <laughs> and <laughs> night has fallen on Neutrachenberg Castle. You guys get a nice full sleep everybody restores their ips over the night everybody gets fully Ooh. healed everyone is cured of conditions and you are all feeling ready for a new day at neudrachenberg academy <laughs> <laughs> Michael Moore is our Magician Master. Nadine Kuhn is Sassley Nature Spring. Sebastian Kinder is Eric Miller. Lucas Fisher is Jasper Casper. Our theme music is by Aaron Richards. Our original background music is by Ethan Anderson. Cover art by Pascal Genet. Well, folks, thanks again for sticking around for these credits. It's what all the cool wizards are doing, so hey, you must be a very cool wizard. 
A cool lizards, also remember to subscribe to our podcast so that they don't miss a new episode. And hey, if you really like it, then they might also give us a review and a rating on iTunes, Facebook, or Podchaser. They can also follow us on Instagram at jkwerrolling, at facebook.com slash jkwerrolling, or on Twitter at jkwerrolling1. Of course, the coolest wizards are with us over at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash jkwerrolling, where they can see sneak peeks of content, get access to our original music, participate in polls, and more. This week, we might release some goodies like our character sheets there, beautifully designed by our own Lucas Fisher, and who knows what else, so stop on by. If you join Patreon or let us know you left a review, you definitely get a shout-out here on the show, and today my buddy Eric is going to help me out. You ready, Eric? Yeah, sure, I'm ready. (laughs) So, ah, here, the first name. Thank you very much, Miriam Kramer. Don't forget about us and don't forget about me. (laughs) <laughs> and thank you, Goofy Soilemez. We really appreciate ya. Also, thank you to Leon Friedrich. That's a cool name. Yeah. Emma Sass, thanks a million. We appreciate you. Also, thank you to Udo Walk. Just, just let's keep walking, okay? Falke Herdorf, looking great. We love that smile. We love you for hanging around. Also, thank you to Chesaki1995. Is, is that really your name? I have to admit, that's quite memorable. Yanina SP, great work in class this day. We really appreciated you. For your next Magical Creatures class, we're going to have to ask you to wear your work robes, okay? It's going to be a pretty dirty class. See you then. And also thank you to Camjoss Jack, one of our patrons. Just, y- you are the one who's making all those drawings of the creatures we encountered, aren't you? Um, I just wonder, is there like a certain reason you're not drawing me? Am I not memorable enough? Do you forget about me? Okay, okay, Eric. Okay, Eric. No no bullying the patrons, all right? All right, all right. Sorry about that. But but maybe something to make it up. I prepared a violin solo for the end, so if you all want to listen to it, I can just like rep here my violin. Ooh, that sounds so great. That is really tempting. But you know what? I don't think we have time in this episode for that violin solo. So we're just going to... Yeah, right. we will take a rain check. That's Oh, all right, all right, next time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, thanks so much, Eric. You're welcome. See you. So, our patrons get to vote on what we do at the end of the episode here. At this moment, outtakes is the winning vote. But last week, it was fun facts about our world, which I forgot to do. So, this week, you can have both. Something listeners may or may not have realized is that our lore is based on Germanic folklore and myth. For instance, Alps were creatures which were attributed with causing many sleeping issues, such as sleep paralysis and night terrors. Although Alps are more impish in nature traditionally, their name is also integrated into the German word for nightmare, Alptraum. The English word nightmare might be connected to a relative of the Alps in German folklore, the Mara. But perhaps that is a story for another episode of JK We Are Rolling. In the meantime, keep your head brains sharp and your wands at the ready. See you next time. I mean, sorry, sorry, I have to say this now. Sorry for taking the time. But have you ever been as an adult? I don't know if if it's the same in America, but have you ever been as an adult in a kindergarten and you've been into the toilets of the kids?
this is what I feel like a centaur being on normal human toilets because they're all completely uh, mm-hmm. smaller sizes. Right, right. <laughs> Everything's too small and there's too many stickers on the walls. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And like, the, like the, the walls that separate each toilet, they are way too small. 